the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. In just a little bit, we will talk a little bit about the Broncos-Jets matchup, a big one this coming Sunday. We'll also discuss who needs to be on their game the most, and then I'll get your responses here on our daily Broncos Blitz Podcast. But of course, our first, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field, 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits, And if I may add, the place to be this weekend. Why? Because brunch Saturday, Sunday, Broncos Sunday. And like I just mentioned, they are basically catty corner to Coors Field. And I know it's a Broncos podcast, but you're probably a Denver sports fan. How about those Broncos who are basically, or excuse me, the Rockies, I should say, at Coors Field, uh, who are, uh, well, they could be looking at potentially closing out that uh, divisional series. We'll see how it goes. And I believe it's Kyle Freeland on the mound on Sunday. So uh, a lot of good stuff over there. Of course, you pregame, postgame, all that good stuff over there at Tap 14. Be sure to go check it out on the web. Spell out the word 14 for me, tap14.com. That's tap14.com. Now, on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio is where uh, we got your responses to the poll question, and we want you to get involved because this is a very interactive daily podcast. But first, let's go over the injuries, who will be uh, a big note when it comes to Sunday morning and looking at who's available and who's not. A couple starters, Todd Davis, Adam Gotsis, as of Friday, are listed as questionable. Marquette King, the punter, who, look, he's been struggling all week long, Weren't really sure if there was actually an injury. Looks like there actually now is. It's a thigh, his right side. He is listed as doubtful. Right tackle, Jared Valdir, has officially been ruled out. So there's a lot of names on this list that are big names and crucial names too, especially in particular Jared Valdir in that right tackle position. I would imagine Billy Turner uh, is going to essentially try to fill that role as he's done in the past. My name is Ronnie Court, and joining me now on the podcast, Zach Seegers. You can follow him on Twitter and, of course, always at milehighsports.com. That's where we have great coverage of the Denver Broncos from uh, Zach as well as uh, Sean Drotar, Justin Michaels, Rich Kurtzman, TJ McBride, all those great writers over there at Mile High Sports. Zach, welcome to the program. Thanks again. This is your second time coming. Yes, it is. Thank you very much for having me, Ronnie. So, Zach, um, let's first talk about the the individuals who need to step up who Absolutely. are most on their game and and I'll I'll pinpoint a couple and then we'll go over them each one by one but let's start at the top uh, this is a big game for Vance Joseph because you have the Rams coming up the Rams are a good team you imagine that's a loss so after that it's a short week in Arizona this team in a loss to the Jets are probably losing again against L.A. I think that's fair to say. Probably. And now you're looking at three, four losses in a row with potentially another short week. Um, How big is this game for Vance Joseph right now? I think it's huge, Ronnie. And, uh, you know, if the Broncos lose this one, they're going to find themselves, as you said, sitting at two and three uh, going into uh, the matchup with the Rams. And it is at mile high. And I think last week's uh, matchup with the Chiefs proved that – the Broncos can match up with anyone at home and they can give them a game. Now that doesn't mean they'll win. And I think you're right there. They probably won't. Uh, and then as you said, they've got a short week to Arizona. 
which is not a give me, gimme by any means. It is a short week. And then they have to go on the road to Arrowhead right after that. Yeah. So best case scenario, if you lose to the Jets, you're looking at probably three and five. Worst case scenario, you're looking at you know, two and, and six. And I don't know if there's a situation where if Vance is three and five going into a season where particularly after that Arizona game, there's a long week now. That's very enticing if you did want to make a change. And look, I, I don't want to talk about uh, guys losing their jobs because that's the reality here is a guy could lose their job. I hate talking about it, but that's what we have to discuss here. And this is a crucial game for Vance because this is one of those gimmies on the schedule. The Jets are one in three. Uh, their only win was on opening day. Outside of that, they've gotten beaten by the Dolphins, who I don't think anybody looks at the Dolphins, even though they're three and one, as this world beater. The Cleveland Browns, of course, they lost when Baker Mayfield came in at halftime, and then they just got absolutely run over by the Jaguars. So the Denver is a better team on paper, and... This has all the makings for a Denver win. Now they are traveling to the Jets. It is one of those East Coast trips, early morning game as well, too, and and on a short week, so it is a big deal. But I also want to pinpoint a lot of focus here to the coordinators. Um, Who do you think has the most pressure on them this week? Is it Bill Musgrave? Uh, with the discussion of you know needing to run the ball a little bit more, they didn't do that against Kansas City, or is it simply Joe Woods? Because a lot of the defensive issues uh, can be rooted back to play calling. You know that's a tough question, Ronnie. I think it's kind of a mix because you know when you look at Bill Musgrave, uh, his offense certainly has the harder matchup this week against that Jets defense. Uh, that Jets run, uh, they can stuff the run for sure, and that's going to make it really hard on the Broncos being able to run the ball. Uh, but I think you have to say most of the pressure uh, is on Joe Woods here. Joe Woods has not looked – his defense hasn't looked impressive. The f- it looked terrible the first three weeks, allowing Derek Carr to set completion percentage records. And, you know, I, I don't think an okay game against the Chiefs, especially given the late collapse, is, is enough to, you know, take the pressure off him. I'm going to argue both sides here, and I'm going to start with the defense like you were talking about. If the Because the Broncos players, the coaching staff, they talked about how Patrick Mahomes was so slippery, was so elusive, his ability to get out of sacks. And they were still putting pressure on him, but he was just that good. And that's fine. I understand that because Patrick Mahomes, yes, is a very good quarterback. The problem is, is now you're facing a rookie in Sam Darnold, who, by the way, is a pocket guy. You should be able to get home against a bad offensive line in the Jets who certainly, by all means, doesn't have weapons left and right on that offensive side. This is a team that should be able on defense to get to Darnold. Now, on the flip side, though, to play uh, on the offensive side, uh, Bill Musgrave has got to get the running game going. Um, and, And actually, maybe I should phrase that differently because the running game did get going. He needs to continue with the running game. Absolutely. Today he did talk about the idea that the the Broncos were going to uh, unhook the uh, the uh, the training wheels off the rookie running backs and and maybe unleash them a little bit more. And and you know what, words are one thing, actions are another. I just don't understand why you would have so much success, particularly the Kansas City game where you're rushing for seven, eight yards a pop, and Royce Freeman finishes with eight carries. And you finish with 22 carries total, and then you start to throw the football towards the second half, and obviously that wasn't working, uh, even though that apparently scores points, according to Vance Joseph. 
it just it it's mind boggling. So I think there's very much a lot of pressure on Bill Musgrave here. No, I hear that as well. Um, I think it really is going to come down to the running game, and I agree with you. I think they're making that decision to really start feeding those backs way too late on in the season, you know. So I do think there is a lot of that pressure on Bill Musgrave. And that Jets uh, defensive line is nasty. They've got Leonard Williams there, who was the best player in the 2015 draft uh, coming out. And they're just not allowing much of anything against the run. They're top 10 in the league in run stuffs, depth of tackle. And they're not missing many tackles. They only have eight missed tackles against the run all season. Yeah, Noted that uh, we talked about the Broncos injury report. Do want to give the Jets injury report because there are three who are officially out. Really, the biggest one being Tremaine Johnson, who is the defensive back. He is a quad. He will be out for the game. Neil Sterling, the uh, tight end, as well as Sharon Peak, will also be out. But those two uh, not as effective as 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 somebody who is uh, Tremaine Johnson's. Uh, uh, well, stature, I guess, per se, if you want to call it that. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Be sure to go check it out. And then, of course, also our friends at Pro Football Focus. Be sure to go check out Pro Football Focus on the web. Use the promo code POD20. That's POD20, 20% off your subscription to Pro Football Focus. And a lot of good stuff over there, deep analytics, all kinds of great stuff. Be sure to go check it out, Pro Football Focus. Dot com. Want to get your reaction at Ronnie K Radio is where I have put up our our poll. Who needs to be on their game the most uh, this Sunday when the Broncos are in action against New York? Who really needs or who has a lot to prove per se? And some of your reactions are quite interesting. Ryan Green, our, our good buddy Ryan Green, CBS Four, uh, talks about Bill Musgrave or whoever give him updated stats so he knows that the running backs are averaging eight yards a carry. Give them the ball, says Ryan. Keep I feeding agree with him. him. Keep, Keep feeding him. him. Yeah, well, that's the biggest thing I've noticed this season so far. The Broncos' identity is no longer the no fly zone. It's those running backs. It's that running game. Well, I tell you what, and that's the thing that's the most maybe the frustrating thing about this offense is I'm not really sure if they have an identity still because mm-hmm. it feels like it's the running game, but yet they don't want to feed into that, even yeah. though it's being successful. And obviously that roots back to coaching and play calling, and that's obviously why we've uh, discussed that. Exactly. Neil Bracken9 on Twitter says, Ty Sambrello. Oh, wait. That's Garrett Bulls over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy. Uh, Nick says he needs to be the guy he's supposed to be. Our tackle play is the main reason Case Keenum hasn't been the same QB since week one. Do you agree with that statement? You know, I don't know if it's the reason Case Keenum hasn't been himself, but himself, but I would absolutely agree on the fact that Garrett Bulls needs to step up. His mental errors are killing the Broncos, I swear. Every time we get a 20-yard completion, every time Case Keenum does something, it's called back because Garrett Bowles tackled his assignment. Yeah, there were, you know, it, Garrett Bowles could have played left end for the Denver Broncos last week because he was just tackling a bunch of Kansas City rushers, laying on top of them, and uh, there were quite a bit of missed holding calls, to be honest, uh, last week against KC on Monday night. Cody Rourke, of course, a friend of the podcast, Cody Rourke, NFL says coordinators run the ball. If it's working, keep Booker out of the rotation defense, play aggressive disguised coverages. And I think that's going to be the real crucial thing that I'm going to be watching for because again, we go back to Sam Darnold pocket quarterback. He's going to stay at home. And, and, and this is a rookie. You should be able, you should be able 
to disguise coverages to at least befuddle or confuse Sam Darnold to a point to where I look. I know he's a he's a he's a talented guy at a USC, and there's a reason why he was selected in the top five of the NFL draft last year. But he is a rookie. And he can be confused. And we're not looking at somebody who has had a ton of experience understanding the NFL. So regardless, this is a guy you should be able to take advantage of, right? Absolutely. And the Jets haven't had a good game offensively since their week one blowout of the Lions where they put up 48 points. Since then, they've been held under, they've been held to 17 points or fewer every week. You know, and, and that best game was against the Browns. Andrew Huff on Twitter, Denver Huff. Says the pass rush needs to get after the rookie. Keenum needs to play better. No turnovers or stupid penalties. Diamond Rattler on Twitter says Keenum without question. And that gets us to our last topic. Case Keenum. Uh, It just, I, I have, I, my baton as far as Keenum goes has passed from waiting for Keenum to put up his 100% game his first game where he actually looks like Case Keenum, that baton has passed to, I don't think Case Keenum is just very good anymore. Uh, This is a guy who's not playing well. He's not ranked statistically in the top 15 in any statistical category outside of interceptions where only Andy Dalton and Derek Carr have more picks than him. Uh, He's turning the ball over. He is, uh, he's, he skipped a couple passes uh, in the past two games, particularly that Baltimore game. He just has not looked good. Why do you think there is so much of this regression with Case Keenum, Zach? Is it, is it, he's just not very good and last year was an aberration. Do you think it has everything to do with maybe that offensive line as uh, one of our uh, our tweeters, uh, Nick Bracken, uh, talked about uh, a little while ago? You know, I think it definitely has more to do with what Keenum had in Minnesota versus what he has here. You know, when you look at what he had in Minnesota, not only did he have two possible all-pro receivers in Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. But the Broncos had got a, good wide receivers. But, but not that good. I mean, Don't get me wrong. We've got a good receiver core, but it's not to that level. I also think our tight ends aren't quite as good as the Vikings. They've got a little better. But sure. most importantly, we talked about Bill Musgrave earlier having some of his errors. The... The Vikings had Pat Shermer last year, who's one of the better offensive minds in the game, is now head coaching for the Giants. That's not going well, but he is a good offensive coordinator. I think when you mix all that together, I think that's really the reason Case Keenum looked good for the Vikings last year. So maybe by that definition, Case Keenum is a system quarterback. I would agree with that. I would say he's a game manager. Yeah. Case Keenum is Case Keenum. And if you surround him with that Vikings staff, then... Maybe he's a Pro Bowl guy. You know, I I brought this up on Twitter, and I hate to be I told you so guy, uh, but I brought this up after the game on Monday night. Uh, I said, look, you're going to get what you pay for in a guy like Case Keenum. Uh, Case Keenum was the budget route. Now, I will say this. I believe Case Keenum was, out of all the free agents, the best route for Denver to go because Kirk Cousins was going to choose his own team. Uh, But to give you an idea for those who did not want Kirk Cousins here, he is completing 69% of his passes. He has 1,300 yards. He has 10 touchdowns and only two interceptions for a QB rating of 103. Denver is 4-0 with quarterback play like that. Absolutely. And And not just that. I'm sorry to interrupt you real quick. But uh, Case Keenum has looked horrible in the third and fourth quarter, which is what that doesn't even – what those stats don't even show. He has been – embarrassing one of the weakest links so this this is a denver team that needs 
Uh, well, they need a win, and they need it in the biggest way, particularly for their head coach. We'll see how that goes. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. Zach, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter, at Zach Seegers. That's Z-A-C-H underscore S-E-G-A-R-S. Zach underscore Seegers. Very good. And, of course, be sure to check us out on the milehighsports.com where all the kinds of writing from not only Zach, uh, all our good friends over there, Justin Michaels, Rich Kurtzman, Sean Drotar, TJ McBride, all those good guys writing all kinds of great stuff over there for the Broncos. And then, of course, go check out the mobile app as well, too, because you can take it on the go. You can take this podcast on the go, which is our Denver Broncos daily podcast. A lot of good stuff over there at milehighsports.com. And, of course, it's all presented on the Denver Broncos daily Broncos Blitz podcast by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100. Colorado Distilled Spirits, and then, of course, be sure to go check out our friends also at at uh, Pro Football Focus, our new friend of the program, profootballfocus.com. That's profootballfocus.com. Use the promo code POD20 for 20% off your subscription. Zach, thanks so much for uh, joining me. Uh, give me a Thank final score me. prediction, uh, Broncos-Jets. I got Broncos in this one, 24-21. My, my heart says the Broncos win. Yeah. There's a part of me that says my the Broncos will lose this game. I It's I, got a trap game feel. There's there's a there's a part of this Broncos game with the Jets where I look back at last week and I go back to Chris Harris Jr.'s comments of this is a championship game. Inside the locker room, that was a defeated team. That was just a a, a bothered, disappointed, in some cases sad. Uh, just down and defeated team. And I wonder if that psyche plays into this game, knowing that they tried their their absolute best. They gave Kansas City all they could, and all of a sudden they, they take the loss and maybe this ricochets or, or downhill snowballs into a bunch of losses. Uh, so I'm going to take Denver in this game. I think it's going to be extremely close, though. I would not be surprised to see a Jets win, though. Neither would I. I would not. I think this one has trap game written all over it. All especially, right. yeah. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Of course, be sure to check it out at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com for a complete archives. News, uh, discussions, debates, all that good stuff at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com.